everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of the Chicago Techies Podcast, a podcast focused on highlighting the voices of Chicago Techies and their experiences. This season, we'll be focusing on students looking to enter or entering the Chicago Tech community. I'm your host, Ceci Fisher-Bernitez. Thank you for joining us. On today's episode, I am joined by Marianela Osorio, graduate research assistant at DePaul University. Okay, so hi, Marianela. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode, or at least actually I should say the season opener <laughs> of season <laughs> okay. two of the Chicago Tech podcast. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you about your, uh, your experience at DePaul and where you are now, uh, at now and uh, what you're looking to do uh, when you actually join the tech community because you are on your way. Um, uh, we, I think there's definitely a lot in common here that I can see from my own experience. So I'm excited to explore that more and see, um, you know, just learn about your work uh, within our community and within the tech community and at the Paul. Um, so why don't you start? Uh, I already said your name, but I'm just going to have you introduce yourself anyway with your name, your pronouns, uh, where you're from, and um, a little bit about how you stumble upon your, your, your role as a graduate uh, research assistant. Yeah, sure. Hi. First of all, I want to say thank you for having me because you messaged me about being on here and I was like, yes, I was so excited. Um, so thank you for inviting me to be on. Um, my name is Marianela and I am a first year grad student at DePaul University, um, full-time student uh, and part-time graduate research assistant at the Technology for Social Good Lab at DePaul. Uh, I'm from Chicago. I was born and raised in Chicago uh, moved out to the south suburbs for a bit uh, and then moved back here to Chicago Ridge, I think, about four years ago. Um, so I'm in Chicago. Awesome. And um, so um, I, I think I'm, I'm going to go back to your college, to high school. Um, where did you go to high school um, and how, do, how did you determine, uh, you know, your choosing your school of choice mm-hmm. and where you're going to go and your major? Um, I went to high school in a small town called Minooka, Illinois. Um, it's like very middle of the cornfields, almost middle of nowhere kind of town. Um, so I went to Minooka Community High School. Um, and then when I was looking at colleges and schools that I wanted to apply to, I definitely knew that I wanted to do something I wanted to go to school downtown or in the Chicago area close to the city because growing up my grandparents lived really near the city and we were always going downtown and walking around and I really loved doing all of that so I was looking at you know DePaul and Loyola and I think I even applied to UIC Um, and when I went on a college visit to DePaul it was right smack dab in the middle of the loop and they have the whole the city is your campus uh, motto so I was like this is definitely where where I want to be for college that's awesome I I can relate to um walking downtown you know like I used okay. to so I'm, I'm from West Chicago Illinois I mean I grew up in Mexico but I moved here too in the 90s and uh and I lived in um in West Chicago Illinois and we did a couple of trips school trips to downtown and I mean, I, mine is a little bit more of a sad like perspective, but I was like, you know, I was like a a 12 year old, 13 year old coming down to the city and uh, I was just learning English and I was, and I was just like, 
downtown walking and I was looking at all these people in their fancy suits and like, mm-hmm. and like, you know, suitcases. And I'm just kind of like, wow, like this is crazy. And then I'm like, oh my God. And I, I would look up and look at all the buildings. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like, wow, I wonder what it like, what's like, what is it like to work in one of those buildings? And I'm like, yeah. oh well I mean that's never gonna be me you know like it was like one of the things that you didn't see others like like look with you in those suits so you just I just immediately like said this is not for me like this is not who I am this is and and I mean obviously like that's wrong and we're gonna dive into it later (laughs) to thinking about that but like but I was just kind of like um that's never gonna be me you know that's never gonna be me Mm-hmm. and how I was wrong <laughs> I'm so glad yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah I, I appreciate you sharing that um so as far as like choosing your major like you know you you already know you want to go to the poll and you're you know you're excited and um I don't know how people knew what they wanted to do uh, because when I was in high school, I didn't didn't have a clue. So I'm curious if what that was, that experience was for you, if you already knew what you wanted to do, or did you just kind of like, as you started school, you know, did you kind of like realize that this is something that you want to explore? How did you come about um, choosing your major? Yeah, um, when I applied to DePaul and I went through the whole freshman orientation thing, I was originally registered as a computer science student because I mean growing up a lot of my family was in tech or in the tech field so I would see them working on their computers and always doing something and I was like that looks so cool um when I was little I wanted to be like a fashion designer and I wanted to be a ballet dancer like all those things but then growing up and seeing them in tech and doing stuff with the computer and also growing up in a generation where like we had iPods and mp3 players and all this new tech coming out I was always super interested in that so I was like okay maybe computer science is the way to go and going through freshman orientation I met somebody who she told me she was doing um, ISM which was interactive and social media and I was like oh what's that it sounded kind of like marketing to me with the social media and she started telling me oh it's we look at apps and websites and like designing stuff and I was like what so I quickly like switched over before classes even started I was like okay I want to major in this so at DePaul uh, the user experience design degree was initially interactive and social media and that's what I was studying and like as I took my first classes where we had to like analyze an app that we used every day. I was like, this is so cool. This is so fun. Like, I want to know more. So that's kind of how I got into the UX uh, major. I like that. I mean, I also think that it's kind of a mesh of the two. Like, you know, you mentioned like fashion designer and computers. Like, think about it, you know, like if you, it's a mesh of the two, maybe without the fashion itself, but like it's definitely on design and the computer interaction. I think like just because of the spark of like having your family members be a part of in tech already and all that. I think that's super important. Like, you know, that you have um, people that look like you or people that are like within your circle of family and networks that are in these roles that like, is huge for for us for us a kid you know to kind of see this and see themselves in those roles too um so i i'm glad that you had that um that experience you know where you know people that you knew were were computer scientists or computer engineers i feel like i was definitely 
fortunate and I'm grateful to have had that, to have family that can like introduce me to that because like like you were saying uh, at the beginning, I when I did look at tech in general, I didn't see a lot of people that were Hispanic or Latino and grow going into computer science, I was like, should I do this? Can I do this? But going back and being able to talk with my family and them kind of encouraging me and telling me, yeah, definitely go for it. That was definitely a, a motivating factor for me. Yeah, I, I think it's, it, yeah, super important. So uh, now, now let's let's go back to your undergrad. Um, okay. Obviously, undergrad is so much fun. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously, we need to work and study and do all the things, but it's also yeah. exciting. It's also fun because you're, like, learning about yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're, I mean, let's, let's be honest, we party it up, right? Like, we, we <laughs> do a lot of different things uh, and then really enjoy um, college. So, mm-hmm. but, um, but obviously in hand with that, there's also like thinking about the future, right. And thinking about internships and jobs and starting to really think, getting serious, more serious about in the, being and becoming independent. And I'm curious about how you're navigating like that transition while you were a junior or a senior. And before going to grad school, were you in a role or like, were you working? Did you have an internship? Like, how did you go about finding like sources of income, I guess, so that you could start supporting and looking into your, your own future? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. When I was in, um, I remember junior year is when I really started thinking about internships and jobs. And not only because I would hear my classmates talking about oh I found a job here oh I have an internship here I was like okay I gotta get on this um so throughout undergrad I didn't have a job or an internship or anything and I was kind of freaking out because on one hand I would have my parents that are like no don't worry about it like just focus on school that was their main thing just focus on focus on school you don't have to worry about work you know I was like okay but I still have to pay for my school somehow. So I was like freaking out about finding a job or something. Um, And I would be applying to big places like Google and Facebook. And I would actually be trying to find internships without any prior experience. And I think that kind of, I started to get into my head a little bit. Like, am I aiming too high? Should I not be applying for these huge roles I'm, I'm not gonna and not even roles they were internships but aiming for these high companies and everything um so junior and senior year I was applying and applying and I didn't get any I didn't hear back from anybody I didn't get any emails back sometimes it was just like I send my resume I don't hear anything back at all um so that I started really getting into my head um and then senior year I went to the Grace Hopper celebration. I was lucky enough that DePaul gave me a scholarship to go uh, with a group of about four other women. Um, And that's actually where we first met. um, First and last time that we met in person at Grace Hopper, um, (laughs) that we went to that uh, like Chicago meetup. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh my God, hey, it's so nice to meet each other. <laughs> um, so at that trip in Orlando, I went with um, a teacher, a professor who kind of led our group and like kept us all together in the hotel and everything. Um, and 
after doing the career hall and going into that huge hall where there's all those companies, it was my first time at any event like that. And I was so overwhelmed and I was freaking out about talking to anybody, any person at a company. I was just so afraid of talking to anybody. Um, And I remember we were having lunch with all the girls and um, our professor advisor and um she was like what's wrong and kind of talking to me about like why I was nervous and she was like has anyone looked over your resume and I was like kind of my family but they're like IT I'm doing UX like I don't know how to like set up my resume and everything and she was like oh let me take a look so she was looking through and she was like you you have like a good resume when we get back to school let's talk and I was like okay little did I know that she's one of the um leads at the technology for social good lab at school and she was like do you want to join and I was like yes absolutely um so that's kind of where I started um senior year was when I started my uh, research assistant position at the lab um and kind of where I started getting more into UX and research and actually having like experience outside of the classroom so um yeah that's how I got to the lab and after that I applied for the graduate version of that when I knew I was going to go into grad school and I thankfully got that position so that's what I'm doing now yeah that's awesome oh my god so much to unpack <laughs> I know I'm so sorry I should take no no, no this is great there. this is great um I think I'm gonna start with our parents mm-hmm. yes like same um when I went to school um my parents did not like you know because we also don't know like you don't know as when you come into college you don't know that that is super important to like you know try to look for internships or try to kind of work with like career services and like you know get yourself out there you don't know that like and nobody really tells you that unless you're like you're like super like up to here you know with um with your career services or whatever but like I I didn't know and my parents like like you said they tell you no you don't worry about you don't worry about work you know mm-hmm. you all you do is focus in school you don't do you don't worry about work yeah that's what we're here for which is exactly. which is great but like also like not so great you know <laughs> it doesn't really I'm help thinking like oh yeah I don't have to work until like you know until I'm done with school exactly. but it's but it's super like it's super crucial to at least like try to like get your like feet wet you know with internships mm-hmm. and stuff so I I completely understand that because there's a lot of parents that are that are like that because they also don't know that mm-hmm. you know junior and senior year are super important for like internships and scholarships and or you know things like that yeah. um so that I completely understand. I worked, I, but I ended up realizing that, you know, I still wanted to help like myself and uh, I managed to convince my parents to let me work like senior year, like, you know, going into senior year. Yeah. So, but I, but um, I'm a little different though, because I ended up working, but as an RA. So I was working uh, junior and senior year as an RA but over the summer you know like I decided to work at this factory 3M <laughs> and pack oh, okay. uh, because I wanted to help like and start the year with at least some money um mm-hmm. and not have to relay so much on my parents so mm-hmm. totally understand that I I had and b- back then you know my my major was like you know Spanish language and literature so it wasn't something like mm-hmm. I I didn't know anything about the tech community I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about it so 
um, a little, it's slightly different, but uh, definitely like, I think there's a cultural aspect there and maybe not necessarily yeah. cultural. I think there are a lot of parents who just want their kids to focus in school and not worry about work, but, mm-hmm. um, but we have to, we just have to make sure that you know that it's very important. Um, <laughs> And yes, I'm glad that you had the opportunity to go to Grace Hopper. I love Grace Hopper. <laughs> um, I So I volunteer with Anita B and Anita B is the one that puts together Grace Hopper. Um, we have a Chicago chapter um, and uh, put together events for the community on a local level, but then we also support like the, the big conference, you know, every mm-hmm. year. Um, so that was where we met. It was great. Yeah. Um, and it, it was definitely overwhelming the first year. Um, it's just like, you know, you're in this like not even one it's like five football fields right like in yeah. companies with so many people it's so intimidating exactly. uh, and you're also competing you also feel like you're competing with half the country that are exactly. students um so in a and i totally understand that it's super intimidating um and it's you just have to kind of keep reminding yourself that you're there for a reason um and that you know you made it here for a reason and then you're here for a reason and one of those companies is going to definitely take a look so um you know, if anyone's listening that is like super tired, right? Like, you know, super overwhelmed right now because they eventually will go, just, you know, relax. It's going to be okay. You're there for a reason and you're going to have so much fun. Um, yeah. So yeah, love that. Now, I know that you, some people do decide to go to graduate school right away, mm-hmm. um, right after college, you know, like the, their BAs or BS. Um, but so, and some people don't, you know, which some people just go into, into, um, you know, into like the, the tech community or whatever their, their business or career is. Um, I'm curious about the steps that you took to kind of like determine that, you know, graduate school was for you. And that was uh, something that you were interested in. Obviously it's, it's great. Um, it's always um, great to have more education. So curious into how you kind of like determine that graduate school was for you. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say it was maybe around my sophomore year, that I went in and I talked to my advisor about, I think just what kind of classes I wanted to take the next quarter. And we somehow started talking about grad school being an option. And in my head, I was like, I wasn't even thinking about grad school. I was like, what's that? Um, So she started talking to me about something that DePaul does that's a combined degree where you go four years of your undergrad taking classes, but you can also take, you can start taking graduate classes while taking undergraduate and it would go towards your graduate degree if you keep going into grad school. And I was like, oh, and then she told me that the grad school classes you take are basically undergrad priced. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm listening. And um, so I, it originally came into undergrad with like some extra credits because of classes I took in high school. So I had the room in my schedule to take, start taking graduate classes and looking into the different combined degrees that I could go into human computer interaction was one. And um, my advisor told me that it's basically kind of like a continuation of UX. It's just deeper into the research side of everything Um, And I was super interested in those areas. So I was like, yeah, definitely. I want to do this. Um, So I took my first class, which was like a digital design class. And we learned about typography and color schemes. And I was like, this is amazing. I want to keep doing this. Um, 
Yeah, so that's kind of how I got into the graduate degree and kept going with it. Got it. I think, you know, sometimes it makes sense, you know, you know, especially if you're going to have a, like almost like a discount, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> definitely like the way to go. Um, I like that. Now, as you, you know, navigate, you know, as, as you navigate to college and now you're going to, through grad uh, school, what are some of the resources that are kind of, that you're using? Like whether that's internally, I know that earlier when we were chatting, you mentioned a little bit about um, digital divas, was it or something? Yeah, digital divas. Yeah. Okay, and um, and then that lab design lab um, mm-hmm. experience. So what are what are some of those programs that you're involved in, and how are you using them to kind of further your your experience? Yeah, um, I am. So the project that I'm a research assistant on is um, the Digital Youth Divas project, um, which kind of involves DePaul and Northwestern and Digital Youth Network in Chicago. Um, And it's focused on um, kind of showing middle school girls that are black and brown that they can be in the STEM fields and that they can do tech and design and engineering, anything like that. Um, so through that project, um, and through my undergrad and even now I'm really learning more about kind of, I've heard so many different terms, but one that I kind of, that sticks in my head is designing for social impact. Um, and that's something that I've really become interested in, um, especially when it comes to kind of my community, like um, Latinos, uh, knowing that we can be in tech and that we, this is a space for us, that we can do it. Um, And starting from fifth grade middle school girls, being able to show them like, yes, you can do engineering, you can do all these different fields. Um, That's kind of where my interest started in that. Um, And through the lab, they kind of allow us to explore um, different talks with designers in those fields and um, job opportunities that are similar to what we're working on now. So That's great. Um, I love that, that designing for social impact. I think it, it kind of makes me think a lot about the work that we're doing at Code for America. Um, we have uh, a whole design team too. So if you're interested in the future, you know, you should definitely look into the, uh, there's a fellowship program um, that is targeted for like people that are like um, coming in from school and grad school. Um, okay. So either the fellowship program or a user designer experience, um, you know, like uh, role. So, and, and those are, those are the people that are focusing on like designing for programs for like, you know, SNAP benefits for mm-hmm. um, getting your refund from like the IRS, you know, like and all of these things. Um, so I think you should definitely look into civic tech. You know, it, I think, it, I think for some reason, like it sounds like you might be aligning, you know, with mm-hmm. some of like the social impact and like, and so like almost social justice, you know, like kind of yeah. like thread. Um, so you definitely recommend looking into it. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, but actually, um, on that note, I guess is you know I'm going to use this this uh, episode to announce that I'm actually leaving uh, Code for America. I am going to be transitioning full time to Latinas in Tech. Uh, I'll be taking a program manager role there and leading our chapters all across the country and um, in London and Canada, Mexico City, 
And I think we have one in Madrid coming up too. So it's going to be, you know, the organization is growing and I've been a part of it for the last like two and a half years as a volunteer. So this is going to be a really exciting transition for me to just learn more about um, the impact that we can bring together for the Latina community in tech. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be joining Latinas in Tech. I'm really excited. I, I mean, I love CFA. Code for America has been uh, an amazing experience and I will continue to be a part of it through Code for Chicago um, and you know volunteer with them. But um, I cannot say like enough of good things about Code for America. And I will continue to funnel people that way because I think there's a lot of people that that are really like just want to do good and work, you know, for, you know, for our community. So I, Code for America is wonderful. So I will continue to refer people there. That's so exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> Big. So I look forward to keep chatting about things because I think, um, you know, there's so much to be done within the Latina community that are going into tech. And I love that you're doing this work with um, Black and Brown communities, you know, and, and kids. Because, you know, as, as I keep hearing, people keep saying that you can't be what you can't see. Um, so I really appreciate that, you know, you are, you know, essentially being a mentor to these girls and you're, you know, you're providing um, your, your support to them. So thanks for doing that work and please continue to do it. Um, it's, it's wonderful. So yeah, yeah exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing I will say about the project is I am really lucky to have gotten the opportunity to work on it, especially on the research side and being able to see how designing an ecosystem like this for middle school girls, as early as middle school girls, gives them all these opportunities and being able to see how the research that we do really does impact every every part of the project. Like I like seeing it live. Like this is something that we did as the research team and here now it's being implemented and the divas are going to be working on this and the program they're going to be working on that so yeah that's something that I really enjoy about that that's awesome is now I know that I, from stalking you on LinkedIn <laughs> you, you also have been a part of like Mind at Hand and you had an internship there um, briefly that for a few months that you you worked on uh, what is it that you would you did with Mind at Hand yeah, that project was actually the very first experience that I had outside of the classroom where I wasn't working on like a project that a professor had assigned me or anything like that. Um, I was introduced to um, a person who works at Microsoft. His name was Daniel, is Daniel Contreras. Um, and I was introduced to him initially because he was going to come in and be like a guest speaker at an organization at DePaul that I was part of, um, uh, DePaul's Organization for Inclusion in Tech. And uh, he was talking to me about any experience that I had, and I let him know that I wasn't really having any luck with internships or job opportunities. Um, so he said, oh, I have this project that, my, that I'm working on would you be interested in being part of it as like a UX designer? There's a synagogue on the South side of Chicago and they're looking to redesign their website. And I was like, Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I was super interested. And while we were on this phone call, he was like, okay, um, we're meeting at the synagogue tomorrow morning. Can you come? And I was like, yes, I didn't even know where the synagogue was. And I was like, yes, definitely. So I looked it up and it wasn't that far from my house. So 
I went, I met with the rabbi um, and a couple members of the community and we were talking through like, we're gonna do this project with um, Daniel and Adam Heckman from Microsoft and Mind in Hand. Mind in Hand's role uh, in the project was kind of um, helping me, myself, and the um, developer on the project work with um, three to four high school students that were at Lane Tech um, who were Hispanic Latino students um, studying computer science, about to graduate high school, going into their first year of undergrad in college. Um, so we used the Mind in Hand building and uh, workspace to um, work with these uh, high school students and kind of teach them like the design process, um, kind of how it goes from beginning to end, um, how the project would go from beginning to end and how that flow would look. Um, so <laughs> being my very first experience working on something like that and te like teaching these high school students, I was so nervous, but they were awesome and they had never heard of UX before. And I was like, oh, like, here's what I do. Here's my sketches of like what this website's going to potentially look like and kind of working with them and the developer on the project to be like, is this even possible if I design something like this? Is it possible for you guys to do it? Um, so that was my project with Mind in Hand. It was for the Beth Shalom uh, Synagogue in Chicago. And we did a whole like end presentation with the rabbi and everyone of the community with the students uh, at the end of the project and it just went so awesome and I was like this is amazing I love this and I was so excited that I got to be part of that and especially having that be my first kind of experience in the work field I was like this is awesome well I love that you're just like willing to jump on it <laughs> <laughs> I also love that you know Daniel Contreras is everywhere <laughs> yeah. He's so great. Um, I also, uh, you know, I also have kind of like met with him and, and had coffee a few times and have um, chatted about my career and where I want to go. And he's been a great like mentor, you know, for a lot of people. I think he just like has this energy that just wants to see more Latinx folks like succeed. So I'm glad that, you know, you had him too, like to to share some kind of experience with. Um, he's he's great. I, I cannot Absolutely. express that enough. So on that topic of mentorship, uh, mm -hmm. I'm curious uh, how you've kind of like managed or at least try to find some mentors, uh, with, whether that's like with, you know, with college, within, with your, um, your teachers or people in the community. So how have you kind of like navigated the mentorship scheme of things? Yeah, I think all throughout undergrad, I would say my advisor was the main person that I would go to for advice and um, like advice with classes, but also advice with I'm interested in this in the future. How can I find an internship or a job in, in this space? Um, and she would always uh, give me such great advice and insights about everything. So I think kind of informally, she was like a really big mentor when I was in undergrad, like freshman, sophomore year, determining where I wanted to go. Um, and then from there, meeting Daniel, he was also kind of like my informal mentor, really. He actually introduced me to Latinas in Tech um, and the LinkedIn page and everything. And that's kind of where I first started following 
and being part of Latinas in Tech. Um, he was also part of High Tech, Hispanic IT Executive Council. Oh, yeah. um, High Tech. I'm part of that as a scholar. And I think I was part of it since my junior or senior year of uh, college. Um, and that's kind of where I was introduced to the mentorship process. Um, and now as a first year grad student, I am a, I am a mentee. Um, and my mentor, Raul Esquivel, works at United Center and Hightech kind of like paired us um, through their mentorship process. So now I'm part of kind of like a more formal, like we have biweekly meetings and we meet together. And if I have some kind of issue, I can go to him and quickly reach out to him and be like, hey, I need help with this. Um, do you have time to meet or can we have a meeting? Um, like recently with some internships and jobs that I was interviewing for, the feedback I got was that I needed to work on like storytelling. Um, so I went to him and I was like, hey, I got this feedback. How can we like, can we work through this? Can you help me? Do you have any tips or advice on like presentations and storytelling? So he's like a really great person that I can turn to now. Um, but yeah, that's been my journey with mentorship really throughout the years. It started kind of like informally me just reaching out to people and being like, hey, I need help. Can you help me with this? And to now being like having a set schedule where I can meet with him and discuss anything and everything. Yeah, I love that. I love that um, you have, you know, we. I also recognize like that informal mentorship because I also never like said to Daniel, Daniel, you want to be my mentor? <laughs> you know, it was just kind of like, a, let's grab coffee and like, and then, you know, even though we only met like a handful of times, like it was still very helpful. And he still gave me tips and tricks about like how to like grow my network, how to connect with my network, you know, how to like, you know, be, do things like that. So I, I appreciated that. And I think it's super important that all of us know that that is, that is um, key for growth. Like, I think all, like all college students should look for a mentor, uh, whether that's in teachers, whether that's like their advisors, um, I'm hoping that Latinas in Tech can be that also for for um, for students. So as we grow and as as we like get to you know interact with more students and kind of welcome into our LinkedIn or Facebook pages, yeah. and have like cafecitos and things like that. I want that to like to those for, that for uh, for those students to have relationships with the people that are working in tech already, like Latinas in Tech, um, and have and have that like connection and like. Um, so I have a lot of hopes for the things that we're trying to do in Chicago too with Latinas in Tech. So I'm hoping that, you know, we can um, we can bring some impact to the students that really need it so that they know that mentorship is crucial for their career growth and advancement. So um, now as far as like uh, challenges, you know, I'm curious uh, you, since you're, you're, is your program one year or two? Um, it's a two-year program. Two-year program. Okay. Yeah. So event, like, you know, soon you're going to start mm -hmm. thinking about the transition to tech and like, you know, working in the community or maybe not in tech, whatever you want to do. But um, what are some of your, like, what are you noticing? There are some of the challenges um, mm -hmm. as you're trying to navigate like school and then soon transition mm -hmm. to that um, job experience and working with companies. Yeah. I think one of the biggest challenges uh, that I've been facing since undergrad, even now, um, like applying for jobs and 
like I was saying, sending in the applications and either getting that automated, like we decided to go on another route email or not getting a response from anyone at all. Um, I really do start to get in my head a lot and imposter syndrome kind of sets in. I would say that that's maybe the main challenge that I've been facing, kind of having to learn that I can do this, that this is just a setback, that every no will eventually lead to a yes. Um, Yeah, kind of having to navigate like me being inside my head a lot um, and kind of, yeah, that imposter syndrome taking over. I would say that that's maybe like the main challenge that I've been facing. Yeah, I mean, I hate imposter syndrome. <laughs> it's the worst. It is everybody, <laughs> every single person in this earth goes through it. Um, and, you know, even if they deny it, like it's true. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and you just, I, I think I just like embrace it now. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm gotten this far. <laughs> like you know I must be doing something right and same thing with you you know you've gotten this far and you're you will like make it into the tech community just it takes a little long sometimes um you know I I came the non-traditional route of like going through customer service and then kind of upscaling like skilling and like getting some more more skills and like learning to you know manage like uh, programs and you know team not team necessarily teams but programs and uh, projects and things like that so I it's it's just very it's very scary for sure um, just because yeah. you know there are so many people that like have so much experience already that you know you think that well I'm never gonna get there <laughs> or because I'm not giving a chance you know because that's the thing all these companies are sending all these rejection letters to people that they're looking for like three years experience but like hello like we go through college first like you know there's some of of these things that are are difficult so I completely like empathize with that but just keep trying you know you're gonna get there um I can think of a couple of ways for you to kind of like start building like your more of your portfolio that you already have a great one but I think um if you want to get more hands-on experience with actual like projects uh I'm going to recommend and actually we're looking for designers right now um code for Chicago um so we it's a it's so code for Chicago is a brigade of code for America so a code for America has over 85 brigades or essentially volunteer groups across the country um every city has one most of the major cities have one and in Chicago, we have Code for Chicago and Code for Chicago basically partners with nonprofits. Like right now we have a partnership with the Chicago Food Depository and we're building a project with them uh, hand in hand. And it is all pro bono. We don't get paid for this. This is just volunteer work. Um, but we worked with a lot of different organizations uh, and sometimes local governments. Um, I don't think we have any local government projects right now, but um, at least with the Chicago Food Depository and with our website and things like that. So if you want to get some like hands on experience, I would recommend you join us for that. Um, I would love to have you in the team. I'm going to start joining the team, the, the meetings already, because I have been kind of MIA <laughs> for a couple of weeks, but I've, I've already talked to like some of our leaders and said, hey, sorry, you know, I've been, uh, there's been a lot going on, but I'm excited to kind of keep working even with, with my transition out of Code for America. I still want to participate with Code for Chicago um, and support you guys. So I'll likely be helping with social media and fundraising, but you have the skills of a designer, you know, like you have uh, UX and you research and all that I think that's something that we're really in need of right now um so we would love to have you if you have some time um that's awesome yeah definitely yeah but um so to start kind of closing here um 
I, I want to know a little bit more about your goals uh, for the future, you know, as you complete your graduate degree and move into, um, you know, what is known as corporate America <laughs> or tech in the tech community. Um, you know, what are what are some of your goals? One of one of the main goals is to get over the imposter syndrome <laughs> to finally kind of feel out of that headspace and just kind of be confident in who I am as a designer and the work that the experience that I have and the work that I do in research and design and everything, um, just kind of growing a little bit more confident in myself. Um, as far as like getting an internship or a job, I think one of my main goals there is, like you were saying, kind of working on my portfolio, getting more experience, which can also make me more confident in the process and the work that I have uh, that I'm doing. So um, gaining more experience, becoming more confident in myself and really finding um, opportunities in that social impact, social justice space, uh, just because that is something I'm super passionate about and really interested in um, being able to help marginalized communities through design work and through UX work that I can do. That's great. I um, I'm gonna send you uh, a Slack, um, you know, invitation to join the Code for America Slack because that Code for America Slack is for all of our volunteers and anyone that wants to participate. Um, and there we have like a civic tech jobs board um, that you know the all of the organizations that are doing social justice and social impact uh, are on there. And they're often like dropping like roles. Actually, right now there is a well, it's in DC though. But if you're, I think the majority will be online at first. But the Presidential Fellows uh, program uh, that comes out of um, I forgot the organization. Actually, I think it's just presidential fellowship or something. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different roles that are within tech, like whether that's design, um, data science, you know, engineering. So there's, I think having that Slack and being on that Slack, even if you don't participate a lot, just those roles, that would be a good a, a good source for you to just kind of keep looking. Um, and I'll keep my eyes open for internships uh, within those spaces. I think, um, you know, that's one of my, one of my things, I love to help people find jobs too, and like an internship. So let's look at that. As far as internship, yeah, as far as the, the imposter syndrome, let me know if you ever, <laughs> if you ever, uh, if you ever, you know, get rid of it. I, I would, uh, I would encourage you to embrace it um, because that, that sometimes will stay a long time with you. Uh, you know, I, it's, and it's totally okay. I applaud people that don't, that, that learn to like master it and like remove it from their day-to-days. But like, you know, it, it's for me, like, it's always here. Yeah. <laughs> I just try to, to be friends with it and, you know, be like, you know what, today you win, but today <laughs> I win, you know, like, and, and you just kind of yeah. like, uh, you're having that like love-hate relationship with it. Um, because it's, in a way, and this is, you know, people might hate me for it, but like, I think it keeps me grounded. You know, like it keeps me like, like humble. It keeps me like, remember where I'm coming from. Like, you know, always lend a hand, always talk to the people that need the help. Um, I don't, like, I know that our time is valuable and you should be charging for like speaker engagers and things like that. But for me, like if a person of color or anyone that really needs the help and just wants to chat with me about their experience, like I'm going to let give my voice, you know, like I'm going to talk to them. 
I will say that imposter syndrome will always be my best friend um, and also my worst enemy. Um, but I, it's just a matter of like learning to like manage it and live with it and just kind of like say, hey, fine, you win today. I'm going to go have some ice cream. And then <laughs> the next day, you know, you get a promotion and you get a role and you're doing so well and you're up here and it's you're winning. It's your day to shine. So just my advice to you is like, yes, you know, you can try to abolish it and you can try to get rid of it. But at the same time, like, it's a good reminder of who you are in the long run and the things that, you know, and being able to like, like see your privilege and also like, but why your privilege is there. Like, you know, for, for all the sacrifices that your family has made or whoever has, you know, in your family has in, in your life has impacted you, you see that. So just I love that. keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely try to try to um how did you say be friends with it, have like a love-hate relationship, embrace it. Yeah. Um, yeah I think yeah, it. that's definitely like the first step in being like okay with it definitely for sure um well i would um i mean i'm not sure if people actually reach out or try to connect but i hope that they do so in case people want to connect with you what's the best way is there do you have a linkedin instagram or whatever you want to share yeah i have um linkedin i think it's just linkedin.com slash in slash uh marinella hyphen osorio o-s-o-r-i-o um, I have an Instagram account uh, at it's Marianella. Um, and yeah, I mean, I have like a design Instagram linked to that one. So awesome. if you're interested, you can follow find me through there. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'll put all those links. So send me all those links and I put them on, on the show notes so that people can have access to those. Um, anyway, thank you so much for coming to the show. I really, I love that this is this conversation is the one that kicked off our new season. So super excited for this. Thank you so much for having me. I really love talking with you about everything and anything. Me too. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Chicago Techies podcast. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review on iTunes. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at Chicago Techies on all social media channels. Thank you again, and we'll see you in two weeks.